Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Randomme. I am Rosenthorn, and I'm here with Astra. Hi. With Gomer. Howdy, howdy, howdy. And with Ethan. Hi there. And we've got some more episodes of the things we've been watching. And starting off this week, oh god, it's Chobits. <laughs> All right, let's yeah. do let's do this. Episode two, Chi goes out. What a riveting title. <laughs> yeah, there's gonna be a pattern with that. <laughs> yeah, noticing that. Yep. Uh... <laughs> oh, but yeah. So, so with this one, Shinbo does eventually discover that Hideki has Chi. They have their old back and forth, and discovers that. Chi's OS, if she has one, spoiler alert, she does, we find this out later in the episode, mm -hmm. kind of, Yeah, you know, is way too powerful for not only Sumomo, who is, like, handheld yes. Persicom, but four full, four, five full-size Persicoms. And, um, yeah, so, <laughs> so once Sumomo breaks down for a bit, Shin Shinbo Tells Hideki, here, go see gonna, this guy. Uh, you gonna let me do the the, the, the oh. joke recap? Oh, I'm sorry. I, I, I got too into it. <laughs> yes. You you donated blood today. Yes, I, well, plasma, technically. Okay. Anyway, second <laughs> note is intro still very catchy. Uh, first actual episode note is she's, she's just kind of sitting there. Yeah. Well, Menacingly. <laughs> <laughs> Moe is singly. <laughs> oh. uh, then I have uh, I'd be shocked if Arrow.com wasn't taken even at back then. Probably was. Oh. Uh, and then I have an all caps <laughs> Bukaki joke. Oh god. <laughs> Yep. Uh, Did we mention this was the early 2000s? Uh, I've been maybe a couple of times. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I have I have a couple notes. Uh, the first one that I have is that the Persicom ears remind me of cow ears. Uh, mm -hmm. And I can't help but wonder if that was an intentional choice given that uh, the main character was on a farm before the show started. Hmm. You know... I don't think there was any kind of tie into that in the manga, but definitely works mm -hmm. for the anime. Yeah, I just noticed it because I noticed it before, but I didn't think I like had said anything about it. Uh, mm -hmm. But yeah, they like they they droop down kind of like how you would see cow ears drawn in a lot of stuff. Yeah, uh, just yeah. something something nice. Which, which interesting for me, I live in a rural area, so I see a bunch of future steaks and hamburgers a lot. Yeah, <laughs> and it never really occurred to me. Hmm. Vegans are going to be pissed at me. <laughs> uh, do, do you not, Sojiro? Do you not see the goddamn ears? It's obviously not, not obviously not a bio, a human woman. What are you What are you doing, Sojiro? Yeah. It's like Shinbo, you moron. <laughs> or is, is it Shinbo? Uh, okay. Yeah. And I just have because the open ear looks like a mouth. Bah! <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Pac-Man. Yeah. <laughs> waka 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 waka. 
I have mm. one note, and it's I know this was like 2002, but I find it hilarious that some super advanced robot still has the same connector ports as an N64. <laughs> yep. <laughs> like not even an HDMI cable. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, did we have HDMI cables in 2002? Because I I legit don't remember, and I and I was nice. an adult at this point. I'm gonna guess probably not. Probably like maybe like at least like 2005, 2006. Maybe have HDMI cables. Should I turn off the alerts for this? Right. I probably should. Probably. Yeah. Thank you, Prince of Punk, for the follow. <laughs> I just find it funny when it's just like advanced piece of technology, but they're still dated. It's like when you see like old robots and they still use like ticker tape systems. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh. another note that I have. Uh... Is that the other Persicom, uh, Shinbo's Persicom, may have just died on screen. So at least my show isn't the only one with child death. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. So Momo, no! Robot child death. <laughs> oh. The most preventable kind. <laughs> uh, Sh- oh. Shinbo is basically me explaining tech to my parents. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> What's no data mean? Oh fuck, he's hopeless. Yeah. <laughs> and then, like, how uh, do I internets? Yeah. Ideki, yeah. <laughs> he, he he is such. He, he starts out as such a luddite. He's an idiot. Yeah. Uh. Let's see. So she's operating without an OS. Okay, that's in- intriguing. Uh. Mm-hmm. Not everybody wants to fuck their robots. Protagonist whose name I forgot. Chill the fuck out. And yeah, I remember by yeah. the end, but yeah, yeah. It, again, I, I blame part of that because, as written, he is from the country and doesn't understand a lot. I've I've been able to think a little bit more, let it mull over, and it all comes down to a, a big case of culture shock in a mm-hmm. lot of ways. Because mm-hmm. it's like he's simply not used to it and he's reacting. Well, I mean. Nobody said, hey, you really shouldn't go over the top and react the way you do in normal conversation when you get to the city, dude. So. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh. He is also an anime protagonist. Yes. Uh, yeah. Maybe that's kind of yeah. why they show the scene of him overreacting with the cow. Just like, oh, look, he's not used to interacting with people. So he's just kind of just yelling aloud. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you fucking know what a computer is? And then, if you have to spend this much time telling people you're not a sex pervert, you're probably a sex pervert. Just a little bit. Just a little. You might be a sex pervert if... (laughs) (laughs) Oh. And then my next note, and you immediately get someone excited about someone's used clothing. Yeah. Yeah, that's a little... But, credit words too, he's at least self-aware enough to think, wait, no. No. <laughs> is he? Yeah. Because he still does uh, it. That's what I got. It, 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 you take that's somehow worse. Like, gonna be, yeah. Eh, fair enough. Uh, it's early 2000s anime. Yes. Yeah. And so, you know. Oh, hey, it's Waki Kataki's place. <laughs> and then, oh, wait, the guy's name is Minoru? Please let him, be, uh, let this fucking idiot get put in a sleeper hold and then gotch style pile driven. <laughs> nope, it's Izzy. It's Izzy from Digimon. I was about to say, place. yeah. Izzy with robotic fetish maids. Well, there's a mm-hmm. mental image. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was... It was very weird. Like, uh, 
to see them and then see a child walk out knowing that he built all of them. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Uh so that was that was a weird uh note. Uh that whole like scene in like the house is actually kind of fun. Uh and then like he leaves. He goes like our protag goes to leave. Uh and then the kids like don't fall in love unless you want to cry. And I'm like, Jesus, dude, you're like 10. Oh boy! Like, so much fire yeah. alarm is going off! Like, it's go, also go trying outside. to fall in, fall in love with I... a thing that has about as much personality as a Pokemon. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, some of them have more personality than some Pokemon, and vice versa. Thankfully, uh, it's not my I fire don't know where alarm. Else it's just that. very far away. But it's oh. still audible on the mic! Well, I didn't hear one. Well, you don't hear it? Okay. Never mind, then. I think it just stopped. Mm. But, yeah, a couple of things to take away from the whole house scene before we move on from there. There is the whole don't fall in love thing. Yes, that does become important later. Very important. And also the fact that uh, Hideki mistook uh, Yuzuki. I I know they pronounce it differently. It's it's years of anime and Japanese. Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But um, Hideki mentions that Yuzuki looks like his sister. Hold on to that. Oh, God. Yeah. Yeah. So I know, uh, I was like, huh. Well, that's a detail that's definitely going to come back later. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Do whatever you want. Just keep your cum off of my maids. It's a pretty good rule for life. Yeah. (laughs) God. That's what he says. Yeah. I know. Yeah. yeah, it's still hilarious. <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh... <laughs> I don't have this written in my notes. Uh oh. God. Uh. <laughs> you okay, Rosen? Yeah. Uh, Tazma just used the penis box emote from Chase. Undertale's mm-hmm. not till tonight, though. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Oh boy. Oh. But, uh, that opening, like, that scene, like, where he first gets in the house and, like, all the maids go to, like, take his shoes off, specifically. Mm -hmm. Uh, I don't know why you would need four of them to do that. But... This idiot (laughs) super glued his shoes to himself. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That way I'll never never lose them. them. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Oh, fuck. Oh, Let's see, um... (laughs) Hey, Chi said something different. Hey, Chi, yep. what's Hideki's credit card info? Well, who am I kidding? <laughs> like the city has any money to steal. Nah. Uh. That was a nice moment, though. It was nice to hear the voice actress for Chi like, say something the... other than just Chi. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh. This entire series can be summed up by that Futurama joke, which, which Tasma may need to edit in. Don't date robots! Brought to you by yeah. uh, Space Pope. Uh, wow! She's dressed like a typical average Japanese schoolgirl. <laughs> she is still yeah. carrying the series, her poor back. Yeah. Good God, you're sad and lonely. And then episode two was better than the first one, but I still fucking hate Hideki. Again. He will get better. We've got still got twenty four more episodes. I still mm-hmm. don't believe you. 
Uh, he'll grow on you like a fungus. Well, see, here, here's the thing. Without going into spoilers, because it will, it will come out over the course of the series. Mm-hmm. Ideki is a bit, a bit out there, a bit wired, for lack of a better word, mm-hmm. uh, and definitely, definitely a big perv. But he does have a heart of gold, and it will come out as the show goes on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, I mean, like you can kind of see those hints of it already. Uh, yeah. Like the fact that like he refuses to like look when she is like getting changed, mm-hmm. and stuff like that, and like so like, you know, uh, he's still practically like he still is a teenager. He's technically like a like full like adult. Like he's not a minor, but he's still a teenager. Uh, mm-hmm. and so like there's gonna be like some elements of like immaturity still there, especially when someone like him doesn't seem to be used to human interaction. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, to put it lightly. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. It the the second episode I definitely liked a lot more uh, than the first one. Uh, oh, I, I have a one note that we uh, skipped past or that I skipped past. Sorry. Yeah. Good. Uh, during during the house scene, uh, the kid is talking to Hideki and is like, oh, there's these chobits, and I'm like, name drop, roll credits. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, uh, yeah, urban legend. Uh, Oh, lordy. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, like, my last note on the episode is super, super cute, definitely is growing on me. Uh, Mm -hmm. Yeah, and like, even just like, in between like, the first episode and now, Hideki just seems different. Uh, like, yeah. on some level. I think, like, usually, like, the first episode of a lot of anime is, like, hectic because it's a lot of, like, setup to get in. Uh, mm-hmm. and I think, like, with everything we've watched so far, we've watched them, like, start out kind of, like, crazy yeah. on, like, just the story format, and then it slows down. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I liked it. It was fine. Yeah. I... It's it's just the main character just sucks so much, and that yeah. it's not even the show's fault. That's just anime at the time's fault. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh. uh. Do we want some mood whiplash? Yeah, sure. Um. Well, we... then, what about Ethan? Did he have any other thoughts on it, or? Uh, I appreciate it, but uh, my thoughts are just the same. Like, I thought it was okay. It was just kind of more just a little bit of, like, exposition and kind of just making things go along a little bit further. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh. I, I have no idea. I uh, <laughs> I just need to fill an hour and a half. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, spe- speaking of not doing that, it's there for the end. I didn't have a good segue. Yeah. <laughs> the powers have failed me. Uh, uh, well, I've got, I've got, you know, right at the beginning, I have got one thing, and yes, I, I made to the time, and I quickly put it into my soundboard. Yay! Illicit sexual relations. <laughs> well, there you go. Yes. Okay. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, let's let's talk about this. Uh... Well, first off, the episode is called "The Demon in Your Heart." It sure is. <laughs> mm-hmm. We start with a mass of mystical papers, usually seen on Jiangxi. Uh, the opening of the intro, which is still pretty slappy, sounds like uh, E1M1, the uh, first song from Doom. Tasma, I'm going to ask you to do the dumbest thing I've ever asked you to do, and, and play a bit of E1M1, 
but in farts. It's called oh, at, at Butts Gate. Oh my god. Oh no. Play Alpha for uh. this. And we're back. Anyone still listening? Thank you. <laughs> well, it's good to see where just like the talismans move and the door opens. You just see just turn in the face. And I just write down in large caps, nope. Yep, yep. <laughs> it's like that Greg uh, Universe gif. So we, uh, in my notes, I'm going to read them off like as I have them. Uh, first note that I wrote down is that the universal uh, credits at the start always take me off guard. Same. Uh, mm-hmm. So the bullies from the last episode uh, are walking down a hallway, and at the end of this hallway, there's a big door and a bunch of papers around the door, uh, and I believe they're meant to be Ofudas, uh, Ofudas, Ofudas, Something one like of those. No uh, they're paper talismans that get put up at shrines and temples. Uh, they're usually used for specific purposes such as protection, safety, love, etc. The door opens, and then we cut to the opening. Uh, the opening makes me emotional to this day. It's very good. Mm-hmm. Uh, was Nomura and, a, a character designer in this? Because, like, Michaela just screams Roxas. I do not know. I I, I wish I could say. I mainly said that as a uh, joke, but I'm just, I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> I can look it up. Sure. Uh, while I find that... Uh, so at the after the OP we uh we come we cut to you on a rooftop uh with a girl that he saved like last episode from the vampire uh and she gives him like a little letter and everything and it's is it's cute uh it's the high schoolers being high schoolers just just, just rip it off and you're like I'm too edgy for love and romance <laughs> yeah but, uh you cuts his way into smash. <laughs> no, God. Not fighters. Says, uh, what was that about getting head? And you, th- uh, and you think that joke's bad? They literally. I wrote down, "Oh, we're gonna fuck back into being the dominant species," and then dot dot dot. Oh wow, I was kidding. That's actually what their plan is. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Uh, I'm watching Surf in the end, not dogging to the Franks. <laughs> uh, here's the note that I have for that uh, army rule you can't be a fucking V word loser and I censored that for Twitch safety thank you and yeah, because <laughs> thank you Twitch we can't say anyway uh, after Whoa. we see uh, after we get that little uh, rant from Chinoa about uh, hey have you uh, done anything with anyone yet and you who is 16 is like fucking no I'm too busy worrying about killing vampires. Uh, and only about that. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Uh, there's still a little bit of Aaron syndrome. Uh, lone wolf kind of thing. Like, no, I have to do it on my own. Even though, like, he very clearly cares for these other people. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, we get training time. Uh, this is reason why I love Shinoa, number 142. Uh, Demon contract scythe, baby! Yes! Sides, uh, sides are always awesome weapons. Yes. <laughs> uh, we get a nice little fight scene here that shows kind of like how powerful Shinoa is, or at least how powerful her weapon is. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is literally a blade made out of a contract with a demon uh, who possesses the blade. Uh, so, and Hexblade. Yeah, I sold yeah. my soul to a demon. What of it? 
Okay, when you're working with the military who are literally telling you that you need to bang as soon as possible and are working with actually literally making deals with demons, are you really sure you can trust them? When the other option are literal vampires who killed your family, yes. Yeah. Yeah, that's a fair point. Uh so we we've got that little like fight scene at the start. Uh and I, I like it a lot. Uh the yeah. animation's super good. Totally. I really like uh, seeing like the the demon form like kind of come out and do like some attacks, yeah. uh, I called it basically super dark demon glomp against the fence. I know it's not a glomp, <laughs> but it works. Yeah. Demon glomp. <laughs> Anime has taught me that those fences are for two things: one, uh, students fucking on them, or two, students fighting and being blasted into them, or both. Yeah. Yeah. It's amazing if both you can do both at the same time. <laughs> a good old fight fuck, just like Batman and Catwoman. Oh, oh just go. pulls back into the, the, the scythe. You are now carrying my child. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> uh, uh, from there, uh, I'm not sure like how the cut or transition goes, but we get uh, army stuff. Yep. Uh, one of the boys in the bully musketeers from episode two has gone missing since going into the door at the start. Uh, which is called the Forbidden Chamber. Uh, Shinoa tells the other two boys that were part of the bullies uh, that came to you and Yoichi about it, that their friend has probably already been arrested and is most likely waiting execution. Harsh. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, we keep getting these like not-so-subtle hints about, like, hey, the army like sucks. <laughs> so, yeah. you know. Uh, but after another cut, uh, it's you, Yoichi, and Shinoa, and they're walking down some stairs by themselves. Uh, Shinoa explains that it's more likely that the boy was just trapped inside the chamber, uh, and that it's kind of, like, implied that Shinoa was just trying to scare the other two from going to go back for him. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh... The chamber is actually a training ground for the extermination unit. Uh, it houses a demon inside of it. Hmm. Uh, and because of that, the boy that was, say, missing at this point, yeah. uh, mm -hmm. has already been possessed. Uh, the chamber is a shrine, so the papers on it were most likely a food is, which yeah. was just something I wrote in for my own confirmation. Yeah. Uh, um... Go on. I just I have a few jokes. Uh, you don't have a brain, do you? You. Then, so, <laughs> no, he's. Let us be your flunkies, please. So generic number three, or generic bully number three is boned. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. That's how it is on this bitch of an earth. So say it's Buff Luigi. Yep. <laughs> Stop doing that, you. And then, uh, <sighs> hey, remember us, your dead siblings. Yeah, so, uh, just before they end up going into the chamber, uh, we hear from Shinoa that the whole school, uh, is an army experiment. Uh, everyone in the school is a lab rat. Uh, anyone who's unaffected by the demon are filtered into the extermination unit. Uh, and by unaffected, I mean aren't possessed and or killed <laughs> by it. Yeah. Uh... 
they end up going inside. You is an idiot, and he goes to fight it by himself. You and his uh, you is an idiot is a common threat thread here. Yeah. I have a couple of notes for that. And like, there's a there's cocky, and then there's I've got a death wish. Yeah, 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 just a little bit. Yeah, uh, <sighs> we get to look at all of these like weapons that are driven into the floor: swords, axes, similar kinds of things. Uh, and I want and we see. <laughs> so that's where all the fake cosplayers ended up. <laughs> no, no, it's the Keyblade War. Oh, God. <laughs> uh, we end up seeing the uh, the bully from the start uh, in the center of a pentagram. Uh, he's got a big ol' axe. Uh, and it's, it's, it's a pretty nice axe. You decides that he wants it and charges in. He's uh, so stupid! He's he says, so of course, stupid. of course, he's like that axe. It must be mine. Mm-hmm. Like, like, dude, another guy has to pick a different weapon at the very least. There are abridged yeah. shonen protagonists less stupid than you. Yeah, yeah, he's not very smart. Uh, I think, I think even Hideki Morosu would be like, nah, man, no. Yeah, yeah, just, just fucking stop and think. <laughs> even Goku would tell you to back off. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, hey, that's a demon. Uh, you're pretty much an untrained fighter. How do you think this is gonna go? <laughs> uh, but since he has uh, protagonist and plot armor, uh, he ends up surviving. Uh, we get a nice, uh, well, quote-unquote nice, demonic uh, possession sort of thing. Uh, and I have psychological warfare in my notes. Uh Mm-hmm. We get a kind of flashback type scene where the demon poses as Yu's dead family from episode one. Uh, and Yu is like kind of like transported back to being like a child in the yeah. in the scene. Uh, Yu manages to like fight through it and be like uh, you don't sound like my family. Fuck you. Uh and he comes back from the possession. Why do uh, demons like who try this always not uh, always ne- uh, avoid doing research? Like, look. <laughs> well, apparently, in... they they did enough to know that to know about his past. Mm-hmm. They could have done more, though. Yeah. But just the uh... image of him laying on the floor and everyone's just talking to him. I just have the what happened? You ran inside and slipped on an ice cube. yeah (sighs) uh we get a nice scene where Shinoa's like oh you managed to break through that without like anyone else's help that's kind of fucking weird anyways uh and you know Yuichi is in this episode for sure yeah yeah, that's all I have to say about him totally totally there totally Uh, aware of what's going on I still exist Mm -hmm. sure you do (laughs) <laughs> Yuichi oh. gets more <laughs> he gets more later on uh, but he he's you know he's just kind of there for right now uh, yeah. so after that uh, we get a cut to uh, everyone's favorite shitty vampire Farid are you still alive because <laughs> he was not killed with, a, with, with an enchanted weapon yeah. bingo because I, I think I think I don't remember if I vocalized it, but I kind of put it together. It's like, wait a minute, he's not dead. 
And we knew I think I remember this. Yeah. Not dead. yeah. And mm-hmm. I did not expect to be proven right one episode later. Yep. 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 <laughs> yeah. How did Mika uh, survive that? He, he we'll got to it. super killed. He's like, the... a, oh. he's like a ghoul minion or something. Maybe the next episode is called Mika the vampire. Oh yeah. Well, there and you the go. Last shot. In the last shot, you see a little bit of vampire tooth. Yeah, oh, okay. you do. Uh, That's a weird so... spin-off to Mona the Vampire, I must say. <laughs> uh, my notes here for the end are Farad time, bitch ass, and Mika. Mika! Mika is alive and has a sick-ass sword and a tiny hint of a fang. Uh, and then that's the end of the episode. Uh, I... You, do you remember Mika. us? Your your siblings? Your dead siblings? Your siblings who died? Bakura? Bakura from school? <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to the Millennium Microphone Podcast again. Oh. Just. Yeah. Yeah. It is, it is, it's getting better. It's. Yeah. The plot. It sickens. Yep. It does. And it does that every episode. <laughs> Good. Uh, I, like my, I like my plots thick. <laughs> Take that as you yeah. will, everybody. We're moving on. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, and a rocket episode three. Oh boy. This episode is called "A Silver Fox Bound by Fate." Yep. This, I like that. I like that title. This is the yeah. show where I just let the others talk because I don't. I don't have much to say. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. It's kind of fun. We get a little bit more about like Genjiro's backstory. It's kind of fun, just like how it just like like you talk about like mood whiplash. This goes from like just snarky, just like improv to holy. Oh my crap, god! Yeah, dark drama. We'll get there. It goes back yeah. and forth so fast and like so, because like it doesn't even like in the middle of the flashbacks. Uh, so I have I have a few notes here. Yeah. Uh, so starting off, I have another recap by the characters in the show who are watching the show. Uh, and you know, I had said what a neat little four fall break. Uh, and then mm-hmm. right after that, I have another note that's in all capitals that says fourth wall break. Uh, it's two commissioners that are talking in this scene. One of them literally says left wing liberal. Bleeding uh, heart yeah. liberal. Yeah. Uh, and then the oh, other hmm. one, the other commissioner that's there says that. Uh, that it wasn't said in that time period, and then they say that the audience will understand what they mean, oh boy. which I thought was funny. Uh, mm-hmm. And I recognized the other uh, commissioner's voice, the one that was saying like the bleeding heart liberal stuff. Uh, it's hmm. Ian Sinclair, who voiced uh, Shoji in My Hero Academia, hmm. Juzo Sakakura in the Danganronpa Three anime. Okay. Uh, and he's also another character in Seraph of the End, who we'll meet soon. Which cool. I thought was fun. Ah, cool. I know more he also like voices. <laughs> he voices an impossible amount of other characters, so I just listed the ones that I thought would be interesting to the, those of us here. <laughs> yeah. Uh, there's a ton of fourth wall breaks in this episode, mm-hmm. uh, just like all over the place. Uh, Genji Rowe really got the episode, like spotlight, uh, oh, yeah. which I really enjoyed. Uh, yeah. It was definitely, like, different from the first two episodes, though. Uh, just, like, tone-wise. Hmm. Like, there was the, like, the back and forth between, you know, like, serious, like, dark backstory and also, like, tongue-in-cheek, fourth-wall-breaking kind of stuff. Uh, 
but it felt like the fourth wall breaking was to try and just cut tension more yeah. than anything else. Yeah. Uh, but it, it, it was definitely a, a different kind of episode for the series. So far, at least. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, here's what brief notes I do have. Um, intro's still very good. We start post-intro with Lord Schnoz informing the other commissioner about stuff. And then, what is Lord Mizuno's goal here? Like, why do all this stuff to piss off your, your people? Uh, do you want a good answer or a funny answer? Both. Yes. <laughs> uh, funny answer is that he's a dick. Uh, real answer is that people are easier to control when they're in despair. I mean, true, but they're also more likely to just rise up and kill you. It's a gamble. I'd like to hope. Yeah. Yes. Uh, I do uh, have one thing. I do have one thing, and I sent and I texted this to Becky completely out of context. Yeah. When uh, when they had uh, what's his name, you know, all bound up, you know, BDSM style. Mm-hmm. That's obviously what they were going for. I think. I know, yeah. I think it worked. I mean, like say. he he makes a deliberate uh like reference yeah. to it. Yeah. Yeah. I beg you to include me in the ranks of these strong black men, huh? I mean, the strong men who are wearing black. Okay. Um. Yeah, that's the point. Yeah. Where, that's the point where I wrote. Two thousand seven comedy has aged like fucking milk. Yeah. Like. Yeah, oh. I had the same thought. I was like, Ooh. yeah. It was uh, it was rough. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah, but it's coming from a character you know that's saying it's bad. They acknowledge it's bad and basically just tell him, "Shut up, idiot." That is true. I uh, worth you. See, with with that weird torture horse thing, it's like. Why do I get the feeling there's probably some kind of hentai where people have gotten off on that thing? Just because it's triangular and yeah, yeah. Where 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 are we right now? On the the internet. internet. Yeah, yeah. Of course, there's porn of it. Rule thirty four still applies even in twenty twenty. Yeah, sure enough. Or at least twenty twenty as we're recording this. Yep. Uh, <laughs> and now water torture. Uh. Yeah. Oh, what a feeling sleeping on the ceiling. <laughs> okay, that got a, a reaction. Oh, lordy. Uh, oh. Let's see here. This is just going to be the show. Yeah, I said that. So, at one point, uh, Genshiro runs away from everybody else and uh, runs into the forest where I guess you could say and again, Tasma is going to need to just cut something in. He was abducted by ninjas! Yep. Pretty uh, much. Old, speaking of older older internet stuff. Uh, oh, God. G- yeah. So we meet, uh, we hear about the men in black, and gee, I wonder what Will Smith movie they're going to reference, and then they didn't. I was surprised. <laughs> just total missed opportunity there. <laughs> Yeah, that, oh well. See, I wouldn't be surprised if they appeared in more episodes and they'll get their chance. Yeah. Uh, what else? Wait, are we actually getting aliens? And, the, and then, hey, this show's doing my analysis for me. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, technically we've already had the aliens from the beginning. I guess it's just confirmed. Yeah. Do one of y'all want to cover Genshiro's backstory? Um, yeah, so he's basically, uh, and 
Bear in mind, I am still recovering from plasma donation, so bear with me. Oh boy. Um. So, it's like he and his 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 partner, lady partner, they were they were going around basically Robin Hooding a bit on the small scale, and then this one guy is like, "Hey, why don't you help me plan a goddamn war?" Type thing. And I say war, and eventually it turns out that that the bougies got wind of it and they were able to ambush and pretty much snuffed it out and um yeah the dude who recruited him ended up committing suicide by explosion yes i uh <laughs> the, the one note i wrote down was guy just blew himself up to the tune of the esmeralda suite well he was a good soul whose intentions were good oh lord please don't let his corpse be misunderstood <sighs> yeah uh, uh, that's all I had for this episode. Any, uh, Astro, you have anything else? Uh, I did want to say that I did kind of, it was one of the similarities that I drew, uh, throughout it is like this sort of idea of like transformation, uh, between like, it, you know, like we get this whole backstory for Denjiro, uh, and, you know, like, we hear about, like, his, like, past and, like, kind of being, like, a revolution, revolutionary kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, like, versus now where he seemed, like, up until the end of the episode, he was more, like, docile and everything. Uh, yeah. And so, you know, it's it's an interesting, like, thing that I've noticed between that and also, like, the more direct transformation uh, with the... Uh, with Sora, the girl that's asking for the rockets to go up to the moon. Uh, mm-hmm. I just thought it was like a something that I kind of drew a connection with. Uh, I didn't have much to say, uh, mainly just because it, it felt very cut and dry. Uh, there wasn't a lot that I had to like add to it, but uh, yeah, I liked it. Yeah. yeah. Um, then... Hopefully we'll have enough to fill out the rest of the time with Operator Ranma in Episode 3. Duel. It's time for that good shit. (laughs) Intro still a full 10 out of 10 on the the slopometer. Oh, it's so good. (laughs) Slopometer. This is the third episode I've made that joke. I know, but it's still funny. Okay. Uh, We're back where we left last time. Apparently, the mystery man is a member of something called the Thousand Three. Mm-hmm. Which you'd think would just be three more than a thousand. You would think, but... Uh, Operate mm. immediately calling the guy who saved him the fuck out. Ballsy. Yeah. I mean... When you... When you when, it's Opera. Yeah, it's Opera. Dude, it's like... It's like his small frame hides some big ass balls. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, you go through this episode. Uh, we see the continuation of the scene from the end of the uh, last episode. Uh, in my notes, <laughs> uh, I have written. First note was that I was looking to- forward to watching this particular episode all week. Uh. And then my second note is Dilf, 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 Dilf. <laughs> Gonna need to be more specific there. Uh, specifically about uh, Dylan, uh, mm. who is the gunslinger. Uh, oh boy. Uh, <laughs> 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 uh, 
Fair uh, enough. Uh, handsome man with uh, intimidation. Yes. Uh, so you know, uh, we get the scene. He saves them. Uh, Kosame, Apare, and Hototo. 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 Yeah. 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 Uh, they all like leave. Uh, Kosame and Apare bring back uh Hototo from like. Because it's a child that was beaten up a lot. Yeah. Uh, try and, like, help, like, nurse him back to, like, health. Uh, and we get an introduction to another character uh, after we learn that this character that we're about to be introduced to uh, was going to be buying the where or renting the warehouse that they were living in and that they were going to have to move out and, like, just fucking figure something else out. Yeah, you know how uh, it is. Yeah. So we America. Yeah. <laughs> it's great here. Uh, uh anyways, um we get to meet this person. Uh think he said to call him by Arl? Al. 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 Yeah. Uh but we we meet him uh and my note for him is ah the French yeah. Oh, yeah. And Sophia uh, too. Uh, yeah. I can't believe I didn't write that. Uh, what I did write was uh, the, the kid who's apparently named Hodato uh, has his tragic backstory about, go about the way you'd expect it to, for a First Nations person in the 1800s. Village destroyed in front of his eyes by white shitheads. Oh, yeah. the ship is going to be the car? Sweet. Wow, for once, Opera and Kosame agree. And then, in all caps, Frenchness detected! <laughs> <laughs> Uh, those accents were so thick. I think even a French person watching this would be like, "I don't know what they are saying." <laughs> it's I, I was I, I, well, you ask me. <laughs> <laughs> I have wondered if they were like really fucked up German accents at one point, uh, because the Al mentions that he's racing for BMW with yeah. a BMW, uh, and I was like, "Is it just like a really fucked up German accent?" And then like, no, he says like "wee oui, wee" oui, at one point. I was like, "I was right." Uh, Although at one point I thought he said A and W was like you're racing for a burger joint. I also <laughs> thought that. I also thought that. <laughs> uh. uh. And then I've got uh the race was fucking fantastic. Yes. Uh, mm-hmm. Watching Apare, he gets like you. One of the characters says it, but like he literally turns into a different person when he's racing. Oh, we, we uh, Tasma's just informed of, of a very important distinction. It, it's not Al anymore. Oh, it's no. Dunk. Uh-huh. No. Uh-huh. Oh my god. <laughs> Is nobody gonna yes and me on this one? Yes and. Fucking. Um, it's a Dunkachino uh. joke. God damn it. Oh. This is that no, we are stopping that. We're stopping that. We're not <laughs> I, l- that. I like that meme. Uh, you are part of the problem. It's, for, it's for, from a dog shit movie, but it was the only good part of the dog shit movie. Yes, please put it in the cut. <laughs> we need Dunkachino mashed up with the French national anthem. Oh no. What I... have you done? We what do I... not know God. what evil Frozen has unlocked, but we like to apologize in advance. Possibly. Unless the <laughs> evil is doing something really good to you, in which case we'll take all the damn credit. What? Yes, we will. Brought to you by Evil Co. Brought to you by your local demon. Yes. Hi, that's me. 
we have uh, <laughs> Wow, what a dickhead. Dog. And then, ooh, first race of the show. What the fuck, Opera? Yeah. Because <laughs> at one point he's like, okay, if we lose, he'll fucking stab himself. It's just mm-hmm. a Jesus. <laughs> Opera invented the Segway. Yes. A uh, wind-up Segway. Yep. Jing with the save. Uh, <laughs> I forgot I wrote this. I had to double-check he was 19. Opera got that cake, though? I mean, he kind of do be, like, double-checked up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> On a Thursday mm-hmm. afternoon. On a Saturday, af- <laughs> Saturday afternoon. Uh, Kosame quit underestimating the vengeance child. Yes, please. Then quit adding things to this bed, Opera. You're going to end up pulling a Darby the Gambler. <laughs> oh, lordy. I do just yeah. love Kosame and, uh, uh, and the one play. Hey, how about this? How about we trade this Segway and you give it the... Oh, what the hell not? Yeah, it's just like, he's like, it, maybe, maybe, no, it's it, it's not worth it. <laughs> uh, he's just, he's given up. He, yeah. I think he understands at this point, Opera is going to do what he wants. Opera do just, what Opera do. He just goes mm-hmm. between noble samurai, uh, straight man for comedy, and then the absolute guy for slapstick, where he's just getting mm-hmm. into all the shenanigans, whatever so Opera comes up with. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I really did like so in at, towards the end of the race, uh Apare is like pull the lever, Kronk. Uh Kosame goes fucking flying. <laughs> uh Whoa! the big engine, uh the lever that he pulled like sent it into like overdrive. Uh and it launches him off. Uh he lands just short of the tree. Uh, and then Al comes up uh, like really close. He's still in his fucking car like a normal person. Uh, and then <laughs> to beat the race and to win, Kosome fucking runs to the finish line, which is a tree. Mm-hmm. Yep. And they win. Yep. I am Kosome, and this is Jackass. <laughs> 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 I'm gonna say this. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Uh, looks like it's race time. That one. This looks like that one car combat mode from one of the Mario Party games. <laughs> and, oh my God! Is the car gonna fly? Well, it jumped a cliff at least. Oh yeah. Oh my God! He has nitro steam. Kosame, <laughs> holy shit! This show is fucking amazing. And then that was his spare car. Uh, Sophia is great. God, I love this fucking show. Yes. Yeah, that Sophia bit was great. We're just like, oh, you know what? You can have the segue. No, no, it's fine. I am fair without it. I'll take it anyway. She's so good. Mm-hmm. I love her. I like her a lot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and it shows that Opera has a heart. Yep. Yes. Yeah, um, I, I uh, as far as like rankings go, oh, uh, yeah. If we if we want to move on to that, yeah, I'm good with whatever. Uh, yeah. Again, we got to fill time, so I, I have other stuff we could talk about. Okay. 
because I have an idea for when we r- run low on time. Uh oh. It's it's nothing bad. It's just we could talk about anime news. There you mm. go. Good. Do we uh, have news? Well, for, first let's do the rankings. Let's do the rankings. Okay. All right. Uh, so for me, Aparayanman is still number one. Uh, mm. just definitively. Yeah. Uh, it's so so good. It's yeah. so good. <laughs> it's gonna be tough for one of these shows to fucking beat it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh. Seraph of the End is my second one, just because I'm biased. Uh, Chobits is number three this week. Uh, mainly just because it held my attention a little bit more than O Outer Rockets episode this week. Uh, yeah. Just because, like, O Outer Rocket, like, it was so, like, different from the previous episodes uh, that my brain was like, okay, uh, I'm, I'm tired. <laughs> See, I would actually... I would actually switch Oleta Rocket and uh, Chobits because of that. Really? Interesting. Hmm. Yeah, just the... I, I feel like Oleta Rocket needed something different this to do to t- keep my attention, and it did this week. Mm-hmm. Right. That's fair. Yeah. Um, for me, I mean, I'm up there. Apare is up there right up at the top. Um, for me, Chobits and Seraph are kind of tied Mm-hmm. So I'll, I'll just go alphabetically, which would mean Chobits and then Seraph and then Oeta Rocket. I, I had kind of the same problems, like like it didn't quite fully capture my attention enough to where I can you know talk a little bit about it. But mm-hmm. at the same time, it's like, okay, um, <laughs> all right, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I'll still keep going with it if if anybody's worried mm-hmm. about that. But yeah, uh, hmm, oh. I know the perfect thing we can do because I don't know why we didn't do this. Uh, uh, uh wait a minute. Did did Ethan? Sorry, his? I Ethan. I did not. It's perfectly all right. Go um, ahead. I'm also as well. Operator Ron Mon still gets the number one spot. It's the best overall. It's the most fun. Kind of just like where's it going to go next? Uh, I'm going to give it a uh, second place to uh, Oedo Rocket because I just I like the series. I kind of like where it kind of goes with its sense of humor and just like. What's it going to do next? Is it going to be more humorous? Is it going to be more serious? What's going to pull out next? Uh, then I'd probably go with Sarah for the end. I enjoy it. I'm kind of getting a little bit tired of the whole edgy stuff, but, you know, I'm hoping it'll get to more deeper character moments. Mm-hmm. And with this week, Chobits gets the bottom spot because it, a, 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 it was a bit of a run-of-the-mill episode. I didn't hate it by any stretch of the imagination, but it was just kind of right. just there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, like I said, Opera, then uh, Seraph, then Oedo, then Chobits. Uh, okay. So, here's a new segment I have for when when I have to kill time before Chris shows up for Tag Team. Uh, I'm calling this just off the top of my head, what else is on? There we go. So, as as you all may know, anime continues to, to come out even when we're not talking about it. Yeah. And so, I figured we could take a look at the new shows that are coming that are coming up this season and talk about uh what looks good and what we might want to someday cover on this podcast. Yeah. Oh, I'm I'm already looking through some of it. I'm seeing oh yeah, the new season of Doctor Stone. I was coming. about to say <laughs> we will not be talking in this segment about season 2s or anything like that. Oh, that's that, that's fair. That's fair. I'm just uh, I happen to just be looking through the list. They are all, like, they're all, they are still eligible for for us to discuss on the show eventually, 
but it would be too much of a headache to just look at a preview from, you know. So, yeah. I'm just going to go through the list and we'll I'll have some of y'all read the uh descriptions uh for the first time and we'll talk about if we want to want to maybe check them out eventually. Just uh right. as I'm scrolling down here. Uh let's see. Second season, second season, second season. A lot of second seasons. Uh let's see. How about uh I'll take this first one. This is Mushoku Tensei Isekai uh, Itara Honkidasu, or in the English that I just noticed is under that, Mukosu Tenshi Jobless Reincarnation. The story follows a 34-year-old man who was killed after trying to save someone from getting hit by a car. Check that box. He soon, find him, he soon finds himself reincarnated in a magical world as Rudius Grey Rat, except that he gets to, his whole life reset and he's a baby now. With all of his knowledge from his previous life, and a new heap and helping of magical ability, Rudius quickly becomes a formidable warrior ready for adventure. Oh, and he's still a total pervert. Ew! Any, anyone have any thoughts on that aside from ew? Uh, yeah. I'll kill him. <laughs> Robbie D scared him out immediately. I don't blame you. What the fuck? Yeah, the oof. Let's keep going. <laughs> yes, I will admit I talked uh, with these I'll... on tag team last week, but I totally forgot. So, what about this one? Uh, Tenchi Sozo Design Boo, Heaven's Animal Design Department. This sounds awesome. Go ahead, Ethan. Desi- designers create a variety of new animals daily while contending with the unreasonable request of their client, God. Funny, interesting, and full of useful information. This series answers questions such as why can't unicorns exist? What makes an animal taste delicious? What's the most powerful creature in the ocean? And bird versus snake, who would win? Yes, I re- interesting. I remember hearing about this show. That sounds really fucking interesting. I hope it's like a like a pop team epic style, uh, very short eleven minutes. Because it also sounds like the uh, that Twitter joke that was going around back in the day of God God drunkenly designing animals. I'll laugh out loud if they dub this and then they get PMC more to DOP in it. Yeah, because he wrote a bunch of those. Uh, let's see. Uh, Higurashi's still going. Horimiya. Uh, Astro, you want to cover that one? Uh, sure. Uh, this reads out that is a sweet, awe-inspiring tale. Uh, specifically AWW, not AWE, of uh, school life. Uh... Yoko Hori is known for being smart, attractive, and popular. On the other hand, her classmate, the boring, gloomy Izumi Miyamura, tends to get painted as a loser fanboy. But when liberally pierced and tattooed, not to mention downright gorgeous, Miyamura appears unexpectedly on the doorstep of secretly plain Jane homebody Hori. And these two similarly dissimilar dissimilar teenagers discover that there are multiple sides to every story and every person. Oh, could be good. Yeah. Hmm. Could be interesting. I, I know the art style reminds me of a series that came out a couple of years ago. It was like a couple of guys work for like a daycare or something like that. Mm-hmm. Hey, I'm skipping Redo of Healer because fuck that show. Like that show's been infamous for a while because of the manga and what goes on in it and fuck that. Mm-hmm. Um... Ooh. Don't want to know, and I don't want to talk about it. Uh, go over. Why don't you talk about yeah. So I'm a Spider, So What? 
I'm a spider, so what? Let me get over to it. Um, <laughs> yeah, let, let me let me get myself down there and try and do the thing, because, yeah. Um, all right, scrolling, 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 scrolling. Am I too far down? Um, uh, uh, no, that's, that's, that's the Pokemon. That's not where we're looking for. Um, while you find it, I'm yeah. gonna grab some food. One moment. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. So I'm a spy. I'm a spider. So what? I think you it's said? a Kumo Dasuga Nanika. Is the. All right. That, that might be. That might help a little bit. Yeah. Let's see. Um. Yeah. Uh, let's see. So I'll say Kumo, Kumo, Kumo. Uh, ah, here we go. Got it. No, wait for Rosa to come back. Mm-hmm. I keep. Uh, I think it's. I'm not actually too familiar with this website, but I think uh, the one of the names that's on it uh, is like either the publisher or like the author or something. Uh, mm-hmm. It's Mille Pen Pensi Pensi. Yeah, yeah. There we go. Uh, but I, I keep misreading it as uh, millipedes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Ironic for a series about a spider. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, the sky was clear today, but then suddenly, Kumo. <laughs> for those for those who don't know, uh, Kumo is both spider and cloud in Japanese, if I remember right. Mm. It's an interesting um, word combination for them. Uh, not in new anime that's coming out, but Beastars second season is apparently coming out in January, and I am very excited for that. A lot of good second seasons for some shows. Some seasons Mm -hmm. of shows that I'm still wondering why they got a second season, but still second season nonetheless. Something to be proud of. And more Cells at Work coming as well. Have you guys uh, seen the first season of Beastars? Oh yeah. I think I've seen like the first episode or two. It's so good. So, so good. Uh, yeah, it's a for anyone who isn't aware. Uh, it's actually a 3D animated uh show. Uh, but it's done super super well. Uh, yeah. I'm back. What are we talking about? Hi, I was just talking about B Stars for a minute. Oh, cool. Uh, yeah, because it's getting its second season apparently on January second, 2021. So we'll see it in July. Probably yes. Uh, well, I'm... if you want to see it dubbed. I'm just going to mute my mic. Uh, they can still hear you also. Feel free to talk about whatever show interests you. I'm just going to eat some food real quick. All righty. Okay. So, you know what? We, 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 we brought, he brought up, uh, uh, so, I'm, so I'm a spider, so what? So I'll, I'll read this, and we'll see what it says. Um, I, the protagonist, was just an ordinary high school girl, but suddenly I was reincarnated as a spider monster in a fantasy world. Not only that, but I awakened in a dungeon filled with vicious monsters. Armed with only my human knowledge and my overwhelming positivity, I'm forced to use spider webs and traps to defeat far stronger monsters just to stay alive. So begins the labyrinth survival story of a girl with incredible mental strength living as one of the lowest ranked beasts. That's an isekai. Okay then. I think this is becoming just the subgenre of I have ended up in the world and I am like the lowest class monster in the game. <laughs> yeah. Let's see what else is coming out this next season? So we have, looks like we have two versions of cells at work here. 
because like, we have one. the regular one, and then we have Cells at Work Black. I guess that's maybe a movie or something? Because Cells at Work is David production, and then this other one is Leiden Films. Mm. One's listed as shown and one's last as seen, so maybe it's more of an adult series. Uh well, let's see what let's see what Cells at Work Code Black is about. Rookie red blood cell has been bustling about, frantically making oxygen deliveries all around the body, but it turns out that his workplace is on the brink of going code black. Ooh. Drinking, smoking, stress, sleep deprivation, struggling to survive a life not unlike the brutal corporate world. What must these overworked cells be thinking at the end of the day? This is a tale about the inside of your body. Oh, so it's like a spin-off, like that uh, yeah. My Hero Academia Vigilante series. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, huh. Uh, one that I'm seeing a little bit further down, uh, real quick, just because I, it caught my attention for two reasons. Mm-hmm. Uh, the one that I'm currently looking at is Oda Sekai Picnic. Uh, mm-hmm. and it, <laughs> the Leiden Films and, uh, oh, clicked on it and now I need more. Uh, Felix Film are the two that are making it. Uh, <laughs> so this, it's the English name uh, would be Other Side Picnic. Uh, mm-hmm. Her first encounter with Toriko Nishina was on the other side after seeing, quote unquote, that thing and nearly dying. Ever since that day, exhausted university student Soda Wo Kamikoshi's life changed. In this other world full of mystery, which exists alongside our own, dangerous beings like the Kune Kune and Hashaku-sama that are spoken of in real ghost stories appear. Her research for profit and to find an important person, Toriko and Sodowo set foot into the abnormal. A tale of two girls' bizarre exploration and survival brought to you by an up-and-coming sci-fi author. Uh, Hmm. So, part of why... (laughs) Uh, I'll send you a link, Taz, so you can kind of show the picture. Part of why this caught my attention uh, is because the the like poster art shows like two girls hugging, which I'm always about because I like women. Uh, and then I realized that one of them is holding a gun. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then I got curious. Uh, so that actually looks kind of fun. Uh, first episode comes out in eight days as of this recording on January 4th, 2021. Hmm. Which I, I think I will try and catch that at some point, because that seems fun. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Let's see. Wait, Doraemon? Doraemon? Yeah, Doraemon. Like, that's weird I, I guess they're just now bringing it either streaming it or bringing it over for us or what have you but huh mm. oh that's fair then again they do have then again they do have Pokemon but then again they also claim they also specify it's Pokemon 2019 so nah shit's, shit's complicated fam I'm uh. just looking through more of the list right now and seeing what else is around. Uh, 
looks like there's a an anime. Uh, let's see. Episode 1 comes out in 15 days as of this recording. So that would be January 11th. Uh, it's called Wave Sur- Surfing Yape. Yapepe. Yapepe. I'm really good at reading things. Uh, it caught my eye because the poster vaguely reminded me of the free anime. Uh, I think it's literally just because of the water. It's hot uh, guys in water, of course, is going to make you think of free. You know. <laughs> uh, yeah. Let's see. The project story is set in the sitting of o- Orai? Orai? Yeah. In Ibaraki Prefecture and centers on the Ma- Masaki Ma- Hinaoka? 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 Who befriends transfer student Sho Akitsuki before the summer break and ends up getting hooked on surfing. Uh, through the sport, Masaki will get to know new friends and will also drift apart from them in his journey to adulthood. Uh, so it's another like slice of life sports anime. So I guess it isn't that far off from free. Uh, just on like those genres. That one looks kind of nice. Yeah. I'm hooked on a surfboard. <laughs> oh, we'll make all of us feel Go out to the beach and oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <sighs> have you have uh just because I'm seeing like something that's coming up for Mungo Stray Dogs? Uh, have any of you watched that show? Can't say that I have. I think I watched a couple of episodes, but I've never like full on sat down and finished it. Mm. I've heard a lot of good things about it. Uh, I know it's really popular with some of my friends. Uh, I know pretty much nothing about it other than like some of the character design is really good. Hmm. Okay. Um. Let's see. Yeah, there's still the Dragon Quest anime that's going on. Yeah. Uh, one of you guys want to <laughs> talk about the EX Arm show that's on here? EX Arm? EX Arm. Let me. I probably scrolled right by it and probably. I found oh, there it. it is. In the yeah. year 2014, high school students who hate machines. High school student who hates machines, Akira Natsumi, wants to change himself for the better and tries to take the first step in doing that. But then he gets run over by a truck, as you do. Fast forward to 2030. A police officer named Minami Uzono and her partner, an android Alma, Alma, infiltrate the scene of a trade going on in Tokyo Harbor of an unknown weapon named X-Arm. <laughs> they are then attacked by an enemy armed with the X-Arm, number eight. Put in a life-and-death situation, they decide to activate the X-Arm, number 00, that they stole from the enemy and ellipses. Huh. <laughs> it just doesn't go on from there, does it? Hold on. No. So, huh. Well, they're tagged with huh. action, sci-fi, CNN, and ecchi. Ecchi. Mm. It does seem that, like, the actual, like, synopsis thing just ends with and 
ellipses. Yeah. Like Which is like, what's going to happen next? Tune in and find out. Yeah, that premieres on January 10th. Kind of looks neat. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just noticed it because I saw a pretty lady with silver hair on the poster. I was mm. noticing the weird like eye robot thing from Reanimator 2. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of uh, like second seasons and stuff that are coming out. Yeah. I'm surprised that the freaking uh, Horse Derby Idol series got a second season. <laughs> <laughs> Which one is that? Uh, Uma Musume Pretty Derby Season 2. Ah, there it is. Ah, there it is. No synopsis has been added to this title. (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) Oh, that one's really good. (laughs) Best synopsis ever. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, just me explaining the title, I think, is the most of the synopsis you get for it. I've heard people say, like, oh, it's pretty good, but it's just like, like, what was this combination? It feels like it was done on a dartboard. Okay, we need an idol series. And it'll be about okay, random junk making. We got robots, we got zombies, we got monsters. Oh, we need another word. Or how about horses? Brilliant. Give this man a promotion. <laughs> so I uh, I actually wonder, uh one of my favorite anime that I've actually seen in like more recent years, uh was Zombie Land Saga. Mm-hmm. Uh great series. Uh, and I'm wondering when its second season is coming out. I know it got pushed back a bit because of COVID, so hopefully mm-hmm. it'll either be coming like maybe, maybe in the summer or maybe next year. I'm hoping it comes up soon. But like, uh, it is set to premiere sometime in the year 2021, so it's sometime over the next year. Okay. Uh, such a good anime. Such a good anime. <laughs> it's so good. Uh, I know. Like, I think I talked a little bit about uh, the fucking. The anime that started the, uh, like getting hit by a truck trope, uh, last time, mm. uh, and I always thought about <laughs> whenever I think about that trope now, it's, uh, like it's Zombie Land Saga is the other example that I think of. I uh, like, like like the figure of the main character for Zombie Land Sagas, her nendroid comes with a little cardboard truck. Yeah. <laughs> hmm? uh, Minky Momo is an odd show. <laughs> Yeah. Uh I think a lot of it is lost media at this point just because it's it's an older one that like maybe like a lot of people didn't think to record at the time. Uh I might also be wrong on that, but you know. Yeah. Uh if anyone who's listening is curious, uh look into it. It's fucking insane. Uh it's known as like the cursed magical girl anime. Yeah. Oh. I know somebody covered it at some point. Like like some YouTuber did. There was a... Let me see if I can find the thing again. Because I'm thinking of a specific anime. Or a specific video right now. Part of me wants to say it was Mother's Basement. Part of me wants to say it was Saber Sark. It's probably Mother's Basement. I could be wrong. Let's see. Uh, The video that I am thinking of is by Kenny Lauderdale. Uh... Not ringing a bell. Uh, the description for the video, uh, he wrote that his computer crashed 110 times trying to edit it. Oh, wow. Uh, it's 
It's the curse of Minky Momo, anime's unluckiest magical girl, uh, is the title um. of the video. Uh, I recommend that video a lot because it does like a really good, like comprehensive cover of it. Uh, and it's only like fifteen minutes, but God, it feels like a fucking eternity, <laughs> in the best way, just because there's so much that goes on in it. Yeah. Okay. Uh, oh yeah, uh, I, I just decided to search first. That was the first one that came. I'm up. back. Like, what are we talking about? Talking uh, about Mickey Momo. Mickey Momo. Hmm. Uh, did we talk about Skate the Infinity? We did not. Skate. I'm going to trade places oh. with you, and I will be right back now. Yep. Mm-hmm. Let's see. So where, I'll read Skate the at? Infinity. Um, just gotta find it. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah. Oh, I see. Did you find it? If you find it, you can go ahead and read it. Yeah, I, I found it. I found it. All right. Recky, a high school sophomore and skater, is addicted is addicted rather to S, a highly secret and dangerous downhill skateboarding race that takes place in an abandoned mine. Wow. The skaters are especially wild about the beefs or heated battles that erupt in the races. Did we really need the explanation for beefs? I think we all kind of got that, but anyway. Yeah, 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 I'm nitpicking. Uh, Reiki takes Langa, a transfer student returning to Japan after studying abroad, to the mine where the races are held. Langa, who has no skateboarding experience, finds himself pulled into the world of S. Dot, dot, dot. Cue Mamma Mia reference here. Yeah. Uh, yeah, sounds pretty good. Huh? Hmm. Sorry. Sorry for the fan noise. It's just too warm in here. You know how it'd be. Oh, yeah. Definitely. How it'd be is warm. No, I don't know how it'd be in... California, while I in Canada look outside. <laughs> I mean, it is even kind of chilly here in Florida, surprisingly. Granted, I'm in the taint, but still. I had a very warm dinner, so. Ah. Uh, fair enough. Anyway. Um, let's see here. Hmm. What do we have? Yasuhime is a thing. Nobody? Yasuhime? Inuyasha 2! Oh, that's right. That's right. Okay. Tetsuga Boogaloo. <laughs> yeah, that, oh, that's all we need to say about it. Um, this one sounds more like an elevator pitch than a title. Suppose a kid from the last dungeon, Boonies, moved to a starter town. Alrighty then. Ethan? I got nothing. I mean, you want to read the synopsis. Oh, well, let me just find the location. Yeah. The Teletubba Last Dungeon. Octopus' young Lloyd would like nothing. 
nothing more than to achieve his life's dream of becoming a soldier in the capital. Unfortunately, his neighbors and friends consider him the weakest boy in the village, and they're sure Lloyd will meet his doom in a minute he sets out on his foolhardy journey. But no one realizes that by living near the most dangerous dungeon in the land, what the locals consider to be everyday annoyances could be apocalyptic for everyone else. And when Lloyd defies the townspeople and makes off to the starter town for adventure, the rest of the kingdom is about to find out just how overpowered Lloyd really is. Hmm. Okay, um, and then right under it we have bottom tier character Tomozaki. Gomer? Yeah, let's see. Bottom, bottom tier. So you said under it? it? For me, at least. Oh, we already uh, talked about X-Arm. Oh. Yeah. But, oh yeah, is that the one you were wanting to, actually wanting to go for, or... I'm just finding a conversation topic. Yeah, that that's that's fair. That's fair. Um, I'm trying to see if there's anything else that kind of jumps out to me. Well, that's what I was saying. Bottom tier character Tomozaki. Can you read that one? Uh, I'm not, not seeing bottom tier character. Um, 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 let's see. I am a bunch of school children in front of a front of a building and stuff. By project number yeah. nine. Okay, let's see. Let's get it down there, I think. I could do it if you want. Yeah, you might. You might need to because I'm okay. like. Fumiya Tomozaki is a high school student and one of Japan's be- and one of Japan's best gamers, but in reality, he's alone. He has always insisted life is a horrible game. One day, he meets Aoi Hinami, a perfect heroine of the school. She says to him, take this game called Life Seriously. Is life a horrible game or a great game? Under Hanami's guidance, a life strategy by a high school student whose bottom tier character is about to begin. That tells me nothing. Hmm. Uh. Also, uh, hi, I'm back now. Welcome back. Yay! Uh, did we talk about <laughs> Kimono Jihen? Um, say, the name, say the name again for me. Kemono Jihen. Uh, no, we haven't talked about it. We did not, no. When a series oh. of animal bodies that rot away after a single night begin appearing in a remote mountain village, Inagami, a detective from Tokyo who specializes in the occult, is called to investigate. While <laughs> working the case, he befriends a strange boy who works in the field every day instead of going to school. Shunned by his peers and nicknamed uh, Doratobo after a, y- after a yokai that lives in the mud, he helps Inagami uncover the truth behind the killings, but supernatural forces are at work, and while Dorotobo is just a nickname, it might not be the only thing about the boy that isn't human. Ooh. That's interesting. Yep. Hmm. I wonder, like, how into the occult they're going to get. I don't know. I I do wonder if it's going to go, like, full killing bites. Mm-hmm. I will say that the art style for it, just looking at like the poster, yeah. vaguely reminds me of a Seven Deadly Sins art style. I can see that. A little bit. Hmm. Uh, Killing Bites is a show I don't know if we would have on the on the podcast, because there's a lot of fucked up things in it, but it's also mm-hmm. one of my favorite Guilty Pleasure shows, just because it's so stupid. <laughs> it's basically Bloody Roar, the, uh, the anime. Ah... Mm. Uh. Out of curiosity, while we're talking about different types of anime, yeah. Uh, have you guys ever watched uh, Noragami? 
No, uh, it sounds no. familiar though. I have. Yeah, it's a good anime. <laughs> yeah, it's a uh, series, pretty much fun. Mm-hmm. It's a very good series. Uh, I like it a lot. Apparently, Sorceress Stabber Orphan is a thing that's getting a new season. I've never heard of the hmm. first season of Sorceress Stabber Orphan. Hmm. Then uh, Hortensia Saga. Set in the kingdom of Hortensia, a world power thanks to its main territories, Car- uh, Carmelia and, all of- and Olivier, serving as sword and shield against invading countries, a revolt begins in Carmelia. With Hortensia headed towards chaos and, arrival, er, and the arrival of monsters making things more complicated, can the knights of the war-torn world survive and protect Hortensia? I don't care. <laughs> like, that sounds super generic and super boring. But one that sounded really fucking funny is Back Arrow. Astro, you want to take Back Arrow? Oh, sure. Let me find it real quick. It's by Studio Bol- Studio Volm, the same studio that did I Want to Eat Your Pancreas. Ooh, interesting. <laughs> um, hold on. Okay, let's see. Lingalind is a land surrounded by a wall. The wall covers, protects, cultivates, and nurtures this land. The wall is God. It is the foundation of this land of Lingaland. One day, a mysterious man named Black Arrow appears on the edge of the village arrow. on the outskirts. Back Arrow? Yeah. Did I say? I think it's a Black Arrow. Mm-hmm. Uh, Back Arrow appears in the edge of the village on the outskirts of Lingaland. Lingaland, excuse me. Arrow lost his memories, but says that all he knows is, I came from beyond the wall. To restore his memories, Arrow heads out beyond the wall, but is embroiled in a battle with himself as the, the stakes. That sounds kind of amazingly terrible. Mm-hmm. Plus, it has random mech suits. I just yeah. It is made of cheese. I am betting. His name is fucking Back Arrow. Oh god! <laughs> I think they should have hit Back Arrow on this series. Well, rear there you go. have the same ring to it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> It's all I was thinking is that it, like, you know, like, the wall thing. And the fact that the a town on the edger, on, like, the outskirts is called edger. Uh, edger. Because town, town didn't have the same ring to it. Yeah, it just, it vaguely mm. sounds like first draft kind of things. Uh, mm. Also Attack on Titan, because wall. Yeah, hopefully yeah. better than Attack on Titan, though. Yeah. Uh, Dun- at least in terms of at least in terms of its uh, 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 substance yeah. foundation. Maybe? Yeah, thank like, you. Like a That's wall foundation. <laughs> we, we found we found it, everybody. We found jokes. Uh, <laughs> Doctor Ramane, mysterious disease specialist. Ooh, I'll take this one because this one was the funniest one, if I remember correctly. As long as hearts exist inside people, there will always be those who suffer. And then something strange enters the mi- their mind and causes a strange disease to manifest itself in the body. The illness, which is called mystery disease. <laughs> I'm sorry, uh, I have mystery disease. Me when I'm trying to get out of doing anything ever. Yeah, I, I'm sorry, I can't go to the opera. I have um, mystery disease. <laughs> yeah. Oh no, it sounds horrible. 
It, maybe? <laughs> I don't know. It's a mystery. I can't go. I have gazebo. <laughs> oh, God. Is unknown to most, but certainly exists. There is a doctor and apprentice who fights the disease, which modern medicine cannot cure. His name is Ramane, like the, like the soda. He acts freely all the time, is foul-mouthed, and doesn't even look like a doctor. However, once he's confronted with the mystery dis mysterious disease known as mystery disease, he is uh, he's able to quickly uncover the, the root of cause of his patients' deep-seated distress and cure them. And beyond that, that's the end of the that's the end of the synopsis again. They did this twice. Beyond that, dot dot dot. Jesus. <laughs> oh, that Good sounds job. hilarious. <laughs> it it just sounds like house anime house. Yeah, the the mystery disease is lupus. For once, it's never lupus, <laughs> except the one time it was. It yeah. Was. Wonder egg priority, Ethan. Yes. Wonder egg priority. Okay, Ahoto, a fourteen-year-old girl, is guided by a mysterious voice she meets during the late night stroll and obtains an egg. Dalton says. Uh, Dalton says, my grandma died from mystery disease. She spent her last days chasing costume bad guys in abandoned theme parks alongside a Great Dane. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to change the future, for now, just make a choice. Now believe in yourself. Break the egg. What awaits I when she cracks the egg? Ellipses? See, that's how you use an ellipses. Yeah. Man, this, this, this Pokemon fanfiction is weird. <laughs> Unfortunately, oh, I decided to make scrambled eggs, and her destiny was doomed. <laughs> uh, I know, like I is like the name of the character, but it, the way it sounded is like the narrator was like, uh, I got bored." It's, it's like how we have with Sarah with you. Uh, mm -hmm. uh, yeah. uh, let's see. We talked about that. Talked about that. Talked about that. Talked about that. Um, that. That. Skip that. Did that. Did that. The Hidden Dungeon Only I Can Enter. And since it's an Echi series, Gomer Echi is just borderline hentai. Oh, God. Yeah, I, I, I get what that is. All right. Say, uh, say the name again. The Hidden Dungeon Only I Can Enter. Uh, Oradake Hiramu. Well, I'm more pointing out, it's an Echi series, and the name is The Hidden Dungeon Only I Can Enter. Are we even doing <laughs> phrasing anymore? Yeah, thank you. Vagina jokes. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Gomer, just for that, you take this one. Yeah, give me give me a second to get to it. Say the say, say the, the hidden uh, dungeon only I can no, enter. No. Japanese it's, name because that's what they're Japanese going is ore dake. Uh, o r e d a k e space between those two. It's it's okay. under seven deadly sins. I, okay. I think I think the list like what's listed is different for all of us because for, for me it's under so I'm a spider. For me, it's under uh, cells at work. All right. Let me. Why, why, why would they? Why would they have do it like that then? I don't. Have it be the same for everybody. I don't know. Oh, there it is. Now I found it. Okay. Okay. So, <clears throat> warm up the hands. Um, the hint is also freezing. <laughs> <laughs> oh you need warm hands to go into the hidden dungeon. Yes, you do. Yep. And now everyone <laughs> has. Oh Jesus! You think they do? <laughs> was that Cloister? No, that was Umbreon. Okay, Cloister would have no. fit for this. Yeah, but I don't have that on my board. Fair so. enough. Okay, so 
a hidden dungeon is a place of legend where rare treasures and items are hidden. Yeah, it is. Nor, <laughs> I mean, Nor, the third son of an impoverished, impoverished noble family who's lost the one job offer he had, was lucky enough to hear about this dungeon. He then acquires a skill that allows him to create, bestow, and edit skills. And in order to use it, he needs to accumulate points. I almost read that as penis. I don't know what the hell is wrong with me. By carrying out such tasks as eating delicious meals and doing sexual things with alluring members of the opposite sex. You know... Please don't please don't be unpleasant, because that sounds like it could be dumb fun. You can accomplish both of those with a sausage. I'm just going to read Dalton's comment. Uh, excuse me, it ought to be the hidden dungeon whom anyone the dungeon wants to can enter, because that's how consent works, motherfucker. There you go. I, I can agree with this. You alright? I'm, I'm fine, I'm fine, that was a good one. I I completely forgot that King's Raid is a show that exists, and it's funny. It's so funny to me because the main character is named King Kyle. Hmm? Any relation to King Kong? Probably not. Uh, World Trigger Season 2, no. Drag Quest, no. Oh, so Picnic, we did that. Dip. There's nothing for non-non-BRE non-stop, but that's apparently a third season. Digimon's still going on. Stabber Ovens. Did that, did that, did that. 2.43. Saiyan High School Boys Volleyball Team. Uh, Kimichika Hajima uh, was a member of the strong junior high school volleyball team in Tokyo. But after getting into serious trouble with the team, he moves to his mother's hometown of Fukui, where he spends his childhood, uh, he sp where he spent his childhood, and is reunited with his childhood friend Yuni Kuroba. Kuroba, who has outstanding physical abilities but is weak under pressure, and Hajima, whose overwhelming passion uh, and talent for volleyball always cause friction with others, grow up to be an ace pair. But in their last prefectural tournament before they graduate middle school, they get into a big fight. The two of them uh, both start school at Saiyan High, no longer friends. Waiting for them on the boys' volleyball team is the oddball pair of Oda, the hot-headed 163-centimeter-tall vice-captain, as well as second-grader Kano. I'm assuming they mean second-grade in within fucking uh, high school, because otherwise that's insane. Who is allergic to sunlight and always wears sleeves and long pants. Hajima and Kuroba aim for one more shot at the national championship, but November. This 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 is so long. There's one last chance for the current members of the team to compete at the national level, the Spring High School Volleyball Tournament. With Kuroba, who's gradually beginning to realize how to act as the ace of the team, and Hajima, the genius setter, the Saiyan High Volleyball team is finally ready to aim for the top. Fukui Prefecture only gets one slot in the tournament. If they want to make it to Tokyo, they'll have to beat the members of the Fukuo uh, Tech team, including their strongest member, Subaru uh, Mimura, the strongest attacker in the prefecture, Fukuho and Saiyan are ready to face off and see who gets the right to attend the spring tournament. That sounds just like Haikyuu. It really does. And it's much. the only thing keeping it from being totally forgettable is, is being made by David Production. Yeah. Uh, another season of Azure Lane, Bogus Stray Dogs, Gekidol, Astra? Uh, sure, give me just a second. Yep. Uh, spell it out for me. G E K I and an idol. There it is. There's uh, like twenty idol idol shows, and this is the first of them. Yeah, uh, five years after a mystifying disaster decimates cities across the globe, uh, Seria Morino, yeah, 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 receives an invitation from a mysterious woman to join Alice in theater. 
a small stage troupe that takes it upon themselves to brighten the world through their performances using 3D hologram technology. Uh, as Seria, there we go, uh, settles in, she begins to uncover unexpected truths about herself and the world around her. Dot, dot, dot. Mm-hmm. Sounds like an idol thing, uh, but like post-apocalyptic idol, which is an interesting twist. Oh no, this uh, the Gekido looks cute. Uh, I'm wondering if it's gonna be those one of those things where it's like a bait and switch, uh, where it's like, because obviously you see hints of it in the uh, like synopsis, uh, but I feel like the underlying thing is gonna be like some like crazy psychological horror thing. That's why I want it to be at least. Yeah, I don't know why they threw in a post-apocalyptic angle if they weren't going to do anything with it. Hmm. Yeah, I hope they do something with that. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Scar on the Praetor. Tokyo, the hmm. Akatsuki Special District. This newly created special economic zone was fully controlled by the gigantic Sakashima Holdings conglomerate. Attempts by rival corporations to take advantage of the tax advantages and other regulatory benefits from the zone leads, within the zone lead to the massive Akatsuki conflict. The area's government collapsed and the Sakashima Holdings was, was dissolved. The special zone became a lawless area when it ruled. Uh, 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 but there were those who rose to protect it. Men who carried the divine tattoos... Which sealed raging divine beasts. These men, better known as the Scarred, each had a special power and strong enough defensive strength to reflect a bullet or shatter a blade that touched their body. The bearers of these tattoos made uh, good use of their powers, forming different teams. Helios, the protectors of the city. Artemis, the protectors of their organization. And the Public Safety Special Division, which protected law and order. As a uh, small-scale gang, uh, wars continued to break out every day. They each try to pursue their own sense of justice. This is the story of their everyday life within this raging turmoil. I don't care. Hmm. That. That. I. I just. I don't care. Yeah. Just. Uh, anyone want to take the next one, which I believe is uh, what is the next one? Actually, I don't even know. More idle stuff. Idly pride. Let's see. Where was that? It is going... You know what? You know what? I'll do it. And to give that, since it looks like it's coming from a a, a, uh, a girl's perspective, I'm going to try this. See how mm-hmm. good it sounds. <laughs> I'm going to change oh, my boy. voice. Oh, okay. <laughs> to become an idol, I shed blood sweat, and tears. Even so, I push on. I want to shine. I want to earn it. I want to become number one. I want to smile. I want to make my dreams come true. I want to look back at a sea of people. I want to be noticed. I want to find it. I want to overcome obstacles. I have only pride inside my chest. No one is in the spotlight from the beginning. Everyone is weak. Only those who do not break will reach the highest peak to become an idol. This is the story of idols who face big dreams and harsh reality. And become like the human. Mm-hmm. 
It was like, oh god, and there was a couple of them. Uh, looks like I want to become number one. I want to be the very best because obvious. Yeah. I want to make my dreams come true. Make my dreams come true. And somewhere Dalton thought you were gonna do Aaron's donger up a girl voice. <laughs> nah. Do it that way. No. There you go. Uh, but no, somewhere pushing up roses is twing- twinging, and she doesn't know why. I, I think that's the word. But you mean Aaron's girl voice? Yeah, pretty much. Uh, so <laughs> there's a lot more. Uh, we can eventually come back to that if we want to just kill time next week. But hopefully, we wouldn't won't need to. Uh, things to plug. Anyone got anything new to plug? Yeah, I got some. I got some stuff to plug. So, big overall thing is my link tree, linktr.ee slash gomer21xx, but I want to put some special emphasis on my own podcast, Thespian Talk, which we talk about, you know, like current events stuff, we do delve into politics a little bit, but we try to we try to balance between the heavy and the light, and I think I'm getting a little better at it again. Um, but I'm also back to doing streams on Twitch, Twitch, uh, yeah, twitch.tv slash gomer21xx, and every now and then, every few streams, I'm going to work on on a uh, speed run of Blaster Master Zero Two, uh, I'm doing it on the PC because while I can do the Twitch on Twitch and all of that, hey, I rhymed. Um, it's not as good a quality as I would like, so I'm just doing it on the PC version. Um, and in fact, if you go to my YouTube channel, all of all of the relevant links are in the link tree. But if you go there, the most recent video is the three hour or so speed run of Blaster Master Zero Two, and I know that I can bring it down further, but that's not going to be my immediate next stream, but it, it will be, it will be forthcoming. So yeah. Uh, Astra. Uh, I'm about the same as always. Uh, give me your money and I will make art. Uh, <laughs> other than that, I'm just kind of, I'm just kind of here. E- e- uh, Ethan. <laughs> uh, follow me on Twitter and or YouTube. I'll, I'll post things occasionally and. Hopefully I'll have more content for you eventually. Yeah, and I all my stuff can be found at linktr.ee slash Rosenthorn. Uh, we will be back next week at some point uh, with Chobits episode 3 and Seraph of the End, Upper Ramon, and Order Rocket episodes 4. Uh, see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.